0: all right cool today we're going to go over like the mindsets um it's probably one of the biggest ones actually that kind of like predetermines people's like success usually and especially entrepreneurship there's probably you can save more of a life but um since we're on entrepreneurship we'll talk about entrepreneurship um for entrepreneurship uh there's a few things that kind of like stood out to me in the future or in the past and what i'm trying to progress in the future obviously no one's perfect on this stuff and especially not me either um so i kind of go over what i've learned in the past Um, the kind of like the mindset base that's helped me out um, and uh, kind of the thought process on a lot of things that's kind of helped me move forward um, quicker. Um, So hopefully that'll be helpful for you guys. Cool. Um, So kind of the biggest mindsets are kind of uh, find what you do best. um, 80, 20 principle. Uh, credo principle. to principle. Um, and then. Cool. as I started with focus, um, so kind of the biggest thing that I've seen in the past um, and it happens with a lot with, especially newer entrepreneurs, right? It's kind of like the shiny object syndrome. You even see with a lot of like influences online or people that do um, like solo entrepreneurs that have way too many gigs. Um, so this is the biggest one that I've seen in the past and what I've been even trying to cut down on myself, right? Because <clears throat> You only have so much time, so much attention each day um, that realistically uh, you can't uh, focus completely on multiple different tasks, right? So, uh, however you want to do this is it's kind of it's kind of up to you. I'll kind of kind of go with what made me what what how I think of it, and then you guys hopefully can maybe implement some of this stuff in your own lives as well. <clears throat> so with focus, right? So like uh, I'll kind of go down to me personally, right? So there's a lot of ways um, a lot of ways that uh, I can I can generate cash, um, but uh, I don't think find out what's most important to you. It's like what's most important? Um, find out what's most important to you. Um, this is probably the biggest one um that I have been working on, right? Um so for me it's like hammock, right? Everything else is kind of secondary. Um, and how can we how can we focus completely on the, on the main task at hand? That's what you see a lot with like entrepreneurs, especially those people that are, <clears throat> especially people getting new into it, um, they want to taste a lot of things, which does help, right? So it's kind of two different principles you can go or principles with two different thought processes you guys can go down, right? Like um, you want to you focus um, if there is one main thing or maybe two main things maximum that you want to really expand on. Um, and then if you want to kind of dive into more things, you can taste different objects, right? Or taste different things. So you can try different try different things out. Uh, these are probably the two big ones. So the one thing with like one, only time you, when you wanna focus is when you see like a big opportunity, right? Like a big opportunity and then you wanna drop everything else. So for me, it was when I was, um, so the, 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 the fastest I can scale um, was when I had LaCroix, right? So I'm like, okay, this was in the time process when I was really focused on um, uh, making as much money as possible. making as much money as possible what we did here is we took a huge loss on our ebay store so we dumped all ebay and put it through auction house probably had two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of retail inventory and we got we made probably i think like two grand off it um on an auction it was well not worth it um probably we had we had a lot of money sunk up there um but it was worth in the long term right so what we did here is um we auctioned off all of our ebay items and what that did is it freed up our time, right? Because <clears throat> if you see, um, if you were with us beforehand, um, we had LaCroix, we had LaCroix building. This is eating up all our cash. And we had our eBay store pay, still paying our staff, still paying the building. And you see like um, our eBay was right here, right? Um, and we started decreasing it once we knew and then it flatlined out. Um, so this is how most businesses run. So a business doesn't, it cannot do anything unless you can just consistently put effort into it. And then LaCroix, the eBay arbitrage was going up, 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 and at a midpoint they cross. Once you see this midpoint crossing, this is when you try to drop the secondary item or or kind of automate it, right? Um, this is when you you don't want to focus on on this anymore um, and you want to be able to just to maintain this new this new thing. whatever that is for you guys, you guys have a better idea than I do. Um, but this is super important with like the focus, right? So what this does is it makes you be able to only have all your effort into one item, right this item that's actually exponentially growing instead of um, something that's sustainable or that's sustained, right? so you want you want to look for, like in um, something that you do, whatever it is, if you find some niche in the resale market, if you're doing something else, um, or if you really found a big pocket of money or wherever that is, you wanna be able to focus all your time and effort on that. And you'll see the incremental spike up. Um, when you see this like kind of like hockey stick curve, you're just like, wow, there's a lot of money coming in. You'll know you have a great market fit. And with that market fit, you wanna focus all your time onto it. So that's the big thing with focus. Um, if you don't have that market fit yet, Probably the next best thing is to do is to taste everything possible. This is how you find these, like for me, it was LaCroix. Like, this is how you find these unique opportunities. And if you're if you're at like that stalemate where it's like kind of steady, um and you 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 can't really increase it too much, it might be go up a little bit. Um, unless you want to stair stepper and kind of be like more linear, um, you want to taste a bunch of more items. So, as in like if you're in the resale world, maybe try to do state sales, maybe try to do online arbitrage, maybe try to do retail arbitrage, taste a bunch of things. And you'll, you'll see when you have a big hit, right? When you really know you can scale it. Um, But doing, doing 10 different things um, becomes very, very valuable at this moment um, until you find one that you're like, wow, okay, this, this is, this is the one that's when you hit this curve, you'll see this curve go up. And this is when you drop everything else, right? When you drop everything else, there's gonna be a high chance you're gonna lose a lot of money. Um, That's what happened to me um, on this section. Um, so it probably didn't happen to you guys as well, but, um, it makes it really well worth it because you know, you have an increase and, um, you have a, you have a massive increase in a lot of money, capital, whatever that may be. This is probably the biggest thing on this side. And we'll kind of dive into like what happens when this happens. Another good mindset shift is you need to on, on your business, look at your whole business model. So whatever your business is, let's call this your whole business from like start to finish. Kind of um, figure out what's going on in this business, and see what constraints you have. I call them bottlenecks. A lot of people call them bottlenecks. See what kind of bottleneck you have. Kind of like a corona bottle, right? So you have a corona bottle, um, and you'll see like you have this is a constraint. We call this like a, a your normal business right here. You'll see like you put you put an input in, and it gets constrained right here, and then the output comes out slower, right? Um, your, whole, your whole mindset needs to be into how to fix these bottlenecks um, consistently and over time, right? Um, uh, if you guys have any bottlenecks you want to go over, just let me know. Um, we can kind of go over them. And I, if not, I can keep going on what, what I do or what I did. <clears throat> and it's like, okay. So um, for LaCroix, there was, a, um, there was a surplus of source. You could source enough, right? So there's enough product out there um the one constraint was capital right so how do you solve then it's how do you solve this capital game right it's it's always it's always like um i went to school i can't think of the equation it's like uh, you need to solve for x right You always want to solve for x this is basically like an equation like x equals ym x plus b or whatever maybe uh that's slope, but um So you want to solve for X at all times. So what what X was for me was cash, right? How do I solve for the cash game? How I solve for the cash game is I did two different things, right? Um, One, I tried to maximize credit. So um, I took out as many credit cards as I possibly could. Um, They started decreasing in value over time. So you can only go over the five and then they start decreasing. Um, Then it's harder and harder to get, if not impossible to get. So I had five credit cards, <clears throat> all maxed out, close to like 100K in, um, in capital or uh, capital I could spend, credit I could spend. And I also got a $60,000, $60,000, um, uh, dollars $2,000 PayPal, right? A uh, PayPal loan. PayPal loan, if you guys ever want a PayPal loan, it's about 10% interest, give or take. Um, the payment period is interesting. They want they give you all up front um, and then you have to pay over time. Um, all, they give you all up front, all cash, and then you have to, it gets a dividend. It's not a balloon payment. It's basically pay as you go with uh, interest plus principal. So <clears throat> if you can, you can get a balloon payment because it solves it better. And figure out how you can solve these, these that X, how you can solve it best, right? There's going to be a bunch of ways to solve things, um, especially uh, in, in your business, in my business, whatever that may be. There's a bunch of ways to solve items. Um, it's how do you solve them best at all times? Um, that's gonna be the easiest way to scale or even to go further, right? So with this, how I solve for X with cash, I made it easy. Um, and then this opened up that bottleneck so there was no bottlenecks anymore. Um, and then you can, hit, you can hit exponential scale. That's kind of the next uh, like kind of mindset principle that uh, really helped me. Um, next would probably be uh, one that really helped out Let me. Actually these things. Um, A20, let's go over the... We did last time. The Prito principle um, states that uh, the higher percentage, I don't know exact numbers, but like um, basically states like that um, the effort you have in different items, it's it's it, it dramatically, um, so like in a company, the top 1% usually has 90% of the outcomes, right? So the top, let's say 10% of your activities that you're doing have 90% of the outcomes, try to figure out what the outcomes adds, right? So again, look at your business. The biggest thing is like taking a step back um, in your business and then look at what's like producing, Um, what's producing, and then find that 10% that's creating creating 90% outcome kind um, of 10% that's creating 9% outcomes. And this is going to be the biggest help to really boost whatever that is, right? So a lot of resellers, it's sourcing. So again, sourcing is gonna be the biggest one. Um, the the, the do when I took a step back, the pre distribution is what helped me. Um, so hopefully it's, it's doable for you guys. Same thing with 8020, they're basically kind of the similar, a bit different. This just states that the, the outcome, also the very, very tip of the company um, or the tip of the thing you do is the, the most outcome. Um, and then it goes down, obviously. Um, and it's kind of an interesting thing you can think about is that um, around 50% of a company really does nothing. Um, so if you look at like uh, the, if the, if the pre-distribution is, is correct, um, it states that like, the bottom 50% of something or, 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 or a um, organization does close to nothing, which is kind of interesting. So it means like the, the top 50 does the majority uh, and the bottom 50 does almost nothing. That's why Amazon, you see why they cut people consistently. That's kind of a cool thing to think about as well. A <clears throat> 20, same thing again, find what works out best guys. That's, that's going to be the biggest thing that's helpful. Um, and then what do you do best? This is kind of a personal question that's, that's super helpful. Uh, like what, and what do you like? What do you want to do? Um, like money isn't everything in this game. Um, sure, it helps out and like it's, 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 it could be focused on, but if, um, and there something that's machine as well. Uh, like, uh, um, so like uh, find out what you do best, whatever that is, if it's, if it's cold calling, if it's uh, sourcing, if it's packing, shipping, find what you do best and then hire the rest out. Don't be afraid to hire people we see this a lot with small businesses that a lot of people like really struggle with hiring people um, or they don't want to, or even, even I don't like to do it. My co-founder is one more, the more the person that hires people because he's been into the big businesses. Um, but like, even I don't like hiring people for a lot of reasons, maybe because like, Oh, I think I can do it better than uh, better than that person, which, it's probably correct. You definitely can do a lot of things better than the other person. Even if you can't, you still should tire out. But even if you can, you're just going to get things off your plate. Um, so you can be more of like the overhead focusing and be able to focus completely on your business, right? Instead of, it's like a saying, don't focus, um, don't focus on, no, on it's like Focus on your business, not in your business, right? So you as like the lead need to be up top. Um, so you as a lead need to be up top. And then you need to have your whole business below you, right? So sure, you can work. You need to be able to focus on how to really increase this. Um, so you want to be able, you want to be able to focus like how to really increase your business. You want to be okay. I'm up top here. I need to take a step back. I'm going to say okay. My sourcing's good. My my management's good. My shipping is not very good. So I need to work on shipping. Right. Find somebody to ship. Um, uh, definitely find somebody to ship and then you can go down. Right. Um, and it's figure out all your business and what you can outsource, get rid of, and then just get rid of just in general. Right. Um, when you take a step back like this and really kind of like overview what you need to do, um, it is, it is pretty helpful. Uh, and that mindset shift becomes a lot different instead of you like consistently kind of like struggling in the business, take a step back and try to grow that business. Um, and especially with like, when you're start, just starting out, um, it's kind of tough, especially if you're relying on these, especially if you're relying on the capital that you're bringing in, I mean, if you're not relying on the capital you're bringing in, you have an advantage over the other people. Something that's kind of interesting is if, if you do, if you're not, if you don't have to rely on the cash that you're actually bringing in to like feed you to pay for expenses, whatever it is, you have an exponential more like you can, you can scale a lot faster and you have a lot less stress, Right. I would highly recommend that for anybody. It's like, a, especially like new entrepreneurs, you see this, like like they start to make money at like that. It's like, there's different levels. Like, if you think about it, like there's like a 10K, like 100K, uh, probably 10K, 50K, 50K, 100K, million, probably 500K is probably going up there too. Um, when people at these levels and they always increase in in like their in their lifestyle which is really bad to do um, again to, to each their own to whatever 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 people want to do i don't, don't really care um, but it does affect your business so once you start pulling this cash out um it, it it you i know like you start getting like a high like um like if you if you're making 100k a month or whatever it may be your lifestyle starts increasing. Um, then you start like it starts becoming very, very painful to move out. Right? You don't want to get stuck in a rut. So what I've seen with like other entrepreneurs, um, especially uh, people that made cash very quickly, they started spending all that money. Like they bought a new car, bought a new house. <clears throat> they started doing all these things, and they got stuck in this business that they didn't want to do. It's a cash flow business that they can't get out of, um, and then they have to maintain it. Um, and a business that a cash flow business isn't really meant to be maintained. Um, it's very hard to maintain, it, actually. Um, like what, like because you're you're really building, especially like a uh, resale business. You're building it up on like I call. Like I think of it as like stilts. You're building it up on stilts because um, you're you're kind of just buying product. You're not like really building a like a solid foundation. Um, when you do this, it makes it really hard to maintain. Um, but if you start spending that capital you have. Uh, it becomes super difficult to like get out of it, right? Um, and I think of it this way, there's, there's, there's a cash flow business and then there is like a long-term business. You wanna be thinking like always long-term. This is what's really helped me out. Um, uh, sure, if you wanna think like fast cash, usually fast cash is kind of dangerous. You do, you, do, you have to have a lot more risk in like fast cash. Um, <clears throat> if not a lot of risk or, or, or na- 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 ta- um, in like fast cash, there's a lot of risk usually. Because, like, usually, majority markets are already built out pretty hard. So, for like the eBay to Amazon, the biggest risk was Amazon like blocking you. It's really not really in the, the terms of service that well. Um, sure, you can do it right, you can get around it pretty easily, but it's pretty hard to do it at scale continuously for a very long time. So, you have a lot of risk on that fast cash. Um, the long mentality is a lot more helpful. So, this is like a you got to build a foundation, um, but this is a lot more building, so you got to build those blocks. Um, that it eats up a lot more time. It's not very profitable at first, but this is you're looking at the long-term vision. And this is where you should want to be, right? I highly recommend getting a cash flow business at first. Like your number one objective should be getting a cash flow business. Is getting cash flow business that can pay pay you money and you can then start saving up money until you have a big enough a nest egg. Once you have this nest egg of whatever X amount of dollars you think you can you can hold off for a year or two, then you really want to focus on a long-term business. However that long-term business is, um, there's a few ones in the resale business that have been working out pretty well with people. Um, you can look at these. Again, I would go to Crunchbase and try to find this stuff. One one that really works out, you can see like um buy, it's like buy good gear, buy good gear, buy buy something, buy... I think it's good gear. Um, this this model is actually working pretty good right now. I'd highly recommend even copying some of this model uh, by good gear. Uh, so, this, this market actually, they've raised six, seven, I think they raised $6 million Series A um, and a $3 million seed series. So, um, like, you can think of this as, like, I'll I'll kind of break these out, right? Your normal cash flow business is um, going to garage sales, buying these items, not really building a good foundation that you can really scale up, Um, but what, like, these companies, like, uh, buy good gear or even, like, um, this is, like, a small version of thread up, basic consignment model. Um, These ones, this is how you want to start thinking in, like, the longer term um, for your resale career, if you want to stay in resale, at least. Think about, so what these guys do is um, they make a... uh, they have like a consignment store um, that you can then bring items to. Basically all they're doing is like, it's, it's pretty simple. You can look at, you can look at this stuff like super simple stuff. Basically what they're doing is they're taking items and they're reselling it, but it's on a consignment basis. Think of an online consignment shop. You can actually sell this company for a large margin as well. Um, if you if you do want to sell it. But these guys, I think you've raised $9 million total between a seed and series A round. Some decent investors too. Um, but you can see like this is an easy thing you guys can copy if you really want to get into the resale game um, and this is like something scalable you can look long term on it and it is sellable um, think about long term as you want to think of something that is sellable right um, or you can exit for a lot of money the cash flow game it's great cash but you can never you know it's really hard to get wealthy off the cash flow game it's kind of a weird concept but like um, it's very hard to get really wealthy out the cash flow game. One, because taxes you harder as a small business, and income taxes are higher um, for cash uh, cash flow compared to capital gains. I think that might change. Um, that might change now, but um, as of right now, it is um, the long-term business have a lot more higher sell rate. So, like these company right here, this company here, it's, it's a very very basic model. They don't have that much inventory either, and they have like 1,600 items. I think they have like a 60 60 day sell through rate, so they're probably making. 100 to 120, maybe 150 tops a month in revenue. But how you look at this is a different way, right? So what they're doing is um, like, this is the reason why it's a more long-term business, right? So they have a store, right? And they're basically an online consignment store that they can then um, bring in items. So they're consigning consigning items to their consignment store, putting it up online, online, online on their own websites and they can drive traffic on this website, right? Um, but the, well, the one biggest thing is, is they're getting supply. They have supply relatively figured out as it's moms or dads or whoever has kids, they're, they're giving their products to them or their old products. Um, this is, is honestly, they'll get, they'll get kind of stuck to scale, but right now it's a great company that it sits on. Um, so they're bringing the supply in. They can then put it online. They're using their own website. They should probably cross this to be honest. That's just kind of like a kind of a different thing. But um, so they're bringing the supply, making this like an online consignment store. They've raised nine million in venture um, in venture capital. So a decent amount of capital too. Um, and what 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 they're doing right here is they're making it a system. Right, There's they're systematizing this where they can actually. Um, they have enough supply, right? They're, they're they're going different locations. They're building more. They're building more locations. They have enough supply now because they can keep bringing it in. They probably don't have enough supply because they can sell a lot more because resell is easy on the back end. Supply is the hard part. They're figuring out the supply side um, at scale, and then they can then build this out. Because let's say they have let's make it easy number. Let's say they're doing they're bringing in ten million dollars of merchandise, which gets flipped every month. So that means they have a um, one hundred twenty million dollar company in revenue. This company right here can sell between 10 and 15 X. So they can sell this company. If they have $120 million in revenue, they probably can sell for about 10 10 uh, X. So they can exit this for $1.2 billion. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of cash. But this is a whole like concept of like thinking differently and kind of changing that mindset to where you're looking, lo- you're looking longer term. This is a lot harder to build out than going to garage sales, estate sales, buying and picking, right? Because you are the only person, like when you build when you build like a supply chain out or whatever it may be, it's a lot harder to like maintain that and grow that. But it's easier to grow it after a certain point. Um, but it's hard to start it. It's it's really a, it's really painful to start it. Um, but once you get it going, it it just turns quickly. It's like a it's like a little flywheel that goes up. i was thinking about like these people. Um, like they get the ten million dollars. Um. If people are buying from them, then they're going, they're reselling to that to them to get their money back out. It's a nice little flywheel that works really well. And that's kind of the biggest thing with thinking long term, right? It's like you're thinking you're thinking in that five, 10, 20 year range where this works out because you're not focused on that day-to-day cash. You're focused on day-to-day cash, it becomes very, very hard to scale, but you have to focus on day-to-day cash to get your at least enough cash up to be able to focus on these big ones. So you guys are in that mindset now, you're like, I have enough cash to do something with. You want to start focusing on these big time plays this is what we're doing with hammock right it's a similar concept in the resale market like we're looking long term um and like how can you build something like this that can then exit for a multiple this is probably the biggest thing that i wish i would have done even maybe a little bit sooner um once i had a little more cash but after la croix it was fine you could generate enough cash to then sustain for a long period of time um on these on these bigger term goals but like and then once you guys have that enough cash it, you got you got to focus on this unless you want the if you want the cash flow game to be your main source of income and you're not looking to really expand because you will get stuck um, there's no there's there is it's it's, it's 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 relatively impossible to scale a, a zero sum game um, farther than farther than x amount it's kind of a weird concept but it's true cool anybody have any questions That's about we have about 4 minutes left I'm not even talking it's um, Hopefully it's helpful. This is what I wish I wish I would have learned. If you guys have any questions, let me know in the chat. If not, I probably will cancel next week's because I will be in uh, Hawaii. So next Tuesday will be canceled. I'll let everybody know on the email. Uh, other than that, any questions, comments, concerns? You guys want to go over anything with Hammock you guys want to give us uh, in terms of um, comments, questions, or concerns? Anything you want, want in Hammock? Uh, we are launching a new update, which we are testing right now, basically make it so your VAs can be able to list better. Um, and then we have a finished our accounting portion as well. Um, so we are testing that out as well. We said, hook up to an eBay API, and that will be good for your accounting portion guys. Um, that should be a cool little feature that we'll be adding in, if not. Oh, thank you for your time. Got 30 minutes, so we can just sit here, and chill. You guys want me to go over anything, more than happy to. Resale, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, if nothing. Thank you for your time, guys, and I will see you in two weeks when I get back from from Hawaii. Yep. Thanks, Mattel, for joining. Definitely, definitely. Thank you guys. Keep looking long-term. Peace.